Welcome to Love and Life. Hey, I remember when I was small, you know, I was younger, um, I wasn't always the best child, and uh, sometimes the, uh, my actions brought about discipline. Uh, my dad would, would spank me today, I'm not sure if he spanked me, how they would look at it, but back then he would spank me. And it wasn't pleasant at the time that that happened. I wasn't, you know, uh, really happy about it, but now looking back over that, I, I appreciate it because uh, he took an interest he, in me, rather than letting me go down the wrong road, uh, you know, he came and he, uh, he meted out consequences for my behavior. Uh, at the time, not pleasant, but uh, now looking back over, I understand that he loved me. Uh, he was loving me even more when he was doing that to make sure that I didn't go down that road. In the same way, God does the same thing. When God disciplines us, he's treating us as sons. He's saying, I love you, and I don't want you to go down that road. So we'll take a look at the passage and see how this actually plays out uh, in this particular psalm. Psalm chapter 94, verses 12 through 23. Blessed is the one you discipline, Lord, the one you teach from your law. You grant them relief from days of trouble till a pit is dug for the wicked. For the Lord will not reject his people. He will never forsake his inheritance. Judgment will again be founded on righteousness and all the upright in heart will follow it. Who will rise up for me against the wicked? Who will take a stand for me against evildoers? Unless the Lord had given me help, I will soon have dwelt in the silence of death. When I said, My foot is slipping, your unfailing love, Lord, supported me. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. Can a corrupt throne be allied with you, a throne that brings on misery by its decrees? The wicked band together against the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has become my fortress, and my God the rock in whom I take refuge. He will repay them for their sins and destroy them for their wickedness. The Lord our God will destroy them. Welcome back to Living Life. And as I spoke about uh, early in the earlier segment of the show, uh, about the discipline I received uh, when I was younger uh, from my dad, and looking back, I, can, I realized that he loved me uh, because he was preventing me from going down the uh, and going and acting in a way that would uh, not be detrimental to me. Um, so looking back now, today looking at it, and I can see uh, what he was doing, and, I, and it just reminds me of how God is with us in terms of when he disciplines us. He's actually treating us as sons. He's showing us how much he loves us in that way, even though it doesn't always appear that way or seem that way. Uh, that is the truth. And the scriptures speak to that. 
and it talks about actually says, blessed is the one that you discipline. Wow, we wouldn't think that. How am I blessed if I'm being disciplined? But actually you are being blessed when God disciplines you. The word uh, blessed actually means uh, supreme happiness or manifest happiness. So there is a manifest or supreme happiness when you are disciplined, especially when you are disciplined by the Lord. Uh, because, he, because if you're not disciplined by the Lord and you're allowed to continue down that particular road or that path, uh, then only thing that awaits you is judgment and then ultimately uh, a life uh, apart from God. So the Lord's discipline is, is very uh, important and it shows God's love uh, for you as his children. So uh, when we look at this passage, we, we have to keep in mind about this idea of uh, blessed because of the discipline. Now there's a fruit that, that flows from this discipline and it talks about in verses two and three, this, flute, uh, this fruit, and the fruit is, is that God will bring you relief in days of trouble. He will not reject you. He will not forsake you uh, because he's not gonna reject or forsake his own. So if he disciplines you and he's treating you as a son, the fruit of that discipline of being disciplined or one who is, uh, is God accepts is that he will not reject, he will not forsake you, and he will bring you relief in days of trouble. Uh, the psalmist in this particular passage though, is not only uh, when he speaks about the discipline of the Lord, he, he's also concerned about the wickedness of those who are around him. Uh, he's really concerned about that. And he asked the question, who will rise up against these wicked, these evil doers, uh, who will stand against them? Uh, and the psalmist is, is, uh, is also losing hope. He's, he's in a, a, a situation or a position of despair because he doesn't see uh, any change in the situation. Sometimes we get to the same way. We feel like there's not going to be any change in those who are around us who are, who are wicked or doing evil. They're going to continue doing it, uh, and there's not going to be anyone to, to stop them. The psalmist is even saying, my foot uh, my foot is slipping, which simply means that I'm, you know, I'm at the point, even unto the point of death, uh, I, I'm losing, I'm losing my confidence, I'm losing my hope here, uh, and I, I need help. And as we see, God comes with His unfailing love and helps him and supports him. And not only does He help him and supports him, but He consoles him. And all of the, what the psalmist was seeing in terms of the evildoers, God now changes all of that to joy. See, God has a way of taking what is intended for evil or taking the negative things of our life and turning them around and bringing joy from them, which is that deep down joy. Joy, the Bible tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So God can change those things, those negative things, and bring joy from them like he did with this psalmist. The psalmist was, even then, the psalmist was still concerned about these evildoers and these wicked. Uh, even politically, he's looking at politically and saying their legislation, their laws are meant to do damage and harm uh, and to destroy the righteous. But again, uh, the psalmist realizes that he does have one that he can put his hope in, he can put his trust in, in his refuge. So the psalmist puts his refuge in the Lord. The psalmist puts his refuge in the rock of his 
salvation, who is the Lord, because what he realizes is that the Lord will take care of this situation. The Lord will repay those for their wickedness, because this is the God of vengeance. This is the God who will repay and will not leave the guilty unpunished. What we cannot do to change the situation, God can do it to change it. We need to just trust God. We need to put our confidence in him and know that based upon his character and his attributes, that no guilty person will go unpunished. No wicked person will continue to do what they do, but God will intervene and God will meet out his justice on our behalf in his right timing. Sometimes it seems like our foot is slipping and we're losing hope and we're losing confidence and we're in a position of despair, thinking that nothing's going to change, the circumstances aren't going to change, those who are doing evil, those who are coming against us will continue to do so. And we ask ourselves, where is God? When will he intervene? But God, if you really, really seek him, is consoling you. He's changing you in the circumstances. He's even protecting you. But also know that God in his sovereign, perfect timing will bring an end to that injustice against you. Let us pray. Lord, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. And we thank you for the truth of your word. And we pray that those who are listening will hear your voice will be consoled in your word based upon their particular circumstances. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, lifting a further and stepping in closer, see Jesus.